All right, man. Uh, welcome to the Parental Advisor Movie Podcast. We are again coming to you live via satellite of sorts. Yeah. Uh, your host, Jeff Hall, and with me, of course, my counterpart, Patrick Terry. Hi, Patrick. May the fourth be with you, my friend. This we record on Star Wars Day. Yes. <laughs> I told my wife that this morning. It said, "May the fourth be with you," and she goes, and she says, "And with you as well." I'm like, "It's not a Catholic thing." <laughs> she goes, "It might as well be." I'm like, "You don't know." I'm like, "You're right, I don't." But I don't think that's how it's meant to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I just found that hilarious. That that's the route she took on that one. I was like, "All right, whatever." It's been a long night. For those that don't know, we are recording Monday morning-ish um on may the 4th star wars day yes um it is also my uh just turns out to be it's my grandparents wedding anniversary i believe this is their 72nd or 73rd wedding anniversary wow happy anniversary Uh, yeah i have been uh giving my mom tutorials on how to use skype Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) it's like oh you came to the right person I've sort of become an expert on it in the past few days <clears throat> or the past few weeks. Because um, what they're planning on doing is they're <clears throat> wanting to Skype into my grandfather's nursing home. Okay. So that they can talk on their anniversary. Granted, he's, it depends on what state of mind he is in. Um, right. Or it's lucid or if it's still um, due to his dementia, um, if it's still kind of... You know, he's out there. <clears throat> Apparently, last night he said he he called my mom because he said he lost my grandmother in the cafeteria and can't find her. My grandmother is at her house, and my mom was more than likely right there by her. So, if not, my mom was three blocks away at her house. So, so we'll see how today goes. But nonetheless, I it was nice to try and help kind of show her the different uh, things on how to do things and how to record it um, so she could record their conversation, you know, whether they want to keep it or not, but they can always keep, you know, they can always have it nonetheless. True. Um, And then uh, me trying, because my grandmother is, she's still very much with it, but she's, her hearing at, also, she had just turned 93 on the 30th. Oh. Yeah, this used to be the roughest time for my grandfather. Yeah. Because <clears throat> he would have my grandmother's birthday on April 30th, and then their anniversary on May 4th, and then Mother's Day. Wow. He, yeah, he get hard very no quick. No pressure. <laughs> nope. <clears throat> I kept him on his toes. I think it's what yeah. helped keep him young at heart. So, yeah, so they already had her, her birthday, uh, but her hearing's what's... Uh, what's hard for her um, so I tried to uh, you know I sent my mom links to a couple of pairs of headphones mm-hmm. kind of uh, you know over the ear headphones I think that would help mom's like yeah those would be great except then I wouldn't be able to hear what they're saying you know I said well you got a point there um, so I said okay so she brought over some speakers and then we she wanted to Skype again you know another night to see if the speakers helped and everything so we did that um so i'm i've got my fingers crossed i hope everything goes well today 
Right. So, um, but yeah, otherwise we're just we're uh, we're chilling here. Like I was telling you, today's technically York's first day back. I wouldn't say at school. We'll say first day back with schoolwork. There we go. Okay. And that schoolwork I'm giving him, but actual school schoolwork. Um, he's uh, he's he had a Zoom meeting at nine, and then to basically make sure he knew how to use the website, and I kind of helped walk him through what he needed to do for today, which really isn't a whole lot. I don't think they're really gonna be giving them a whole lot, to be honest. Right. Um. It's like name the planets or learn the planets. Uh, before watching this video, list what you know uh, ahead of time about the planets in this discussion. So he's just got to type that, but he's, you know, he's fairly decent at typing and stuff. Or, I mean, for a nine-year-old. Right. I didn't even know how to use a keyboard at nine, so um, he's already kind of advanced there. And then he has, like, some math. And I don't see... Any of that taking longer than an hour, hour and a half tops, really. Right. I think he could probably do the entire week's worth in a couple hours. But I'm having him space it out. That way he had still stuff to do. Right. So, um, but yeah, uh, Grayson's back at her pre-K. So, back again. Uh, we had, a, for those that don't live in Nashville, we had a pretty good storm coming through last night. Mm-hmm. Again. Um, remember that siding I had replaced? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had about two rows come off last night during that storm. Wow. That of the replaced pieces. So, but I already talked to the guy. They're going to come out this week and put it back up. But other than that, we got lucky. Uh, some other houses, um, more tree damage uh, around our area mm-hmm. than anything else. Not real like bad house house damage. Right. But trees definitely. So, but. That's about all we had. I mean, our power was out from about four in the afternoon to about midnight last night. So, oh. yep. So, yes, good thing we decided to record this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, you know, I don't know what this weather's going to do. So, it's best yeah. to just wait. <laughs> Agreed. Good call. Yeah. You know, we didn't have, it was a lot of strong wind. Looking out the window, saw the heavy rain. And, you know, if you were driving, you definitely would have to pull over. Yeah. Somewhere safe and not drive because you wouldn't be able to see. Um, had a lot of few friends send me pictures of friends of theirs and uh, family that had trees that fell in their vehicle. Oof. So, and um, maybe like a wire or two down in their area. But around here, it's mostly just like branches and leaves, but not that much in the way of damage that okay. I've seen. I hadn't been out the house this weekend, so I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> gotcha. I've been a hermit. <laughs> there you go. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And then um, as far as this week, past week, um, you know, work, I did manage to read a couple of books. Um, I read uh, one of the book shots by James Patterson okay. called Black and Blue. It's a pretty decent book. Um, basically, the detective is trying to find the killer of these college girls, and she's paired up with this other detective who's got a real sticky past that anybody paired with him basically you become non-existent to the department or people treat you like you're nothing, you know, and she's having to deal with that, but also trying to focus on the case. And it's a pretty interesting read, short, short okay. read. And um, it's another book. I can't remember the title. I have to look it up, but I'll, I'll probably mention it next time. Okay. I'll give you the title for it. 
And then Friday morning, got up early about six, went to walk at uh, Cedar Hill Park in Madison. Um, I didn't realize it was a big park, so I was literally walking around the little pond they had. I did about 1.8 miles, you know, just a little something. And um, yeah, so I'm gonna try to get back to doing that, depending on how this weather goes. Right. Okay. Let's do some walking. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Cool, man. Yeah, uh, I didn't know it was going to storm last night. Right. It's been beautiful out all day yesterday, so, I mean, why would, you know, I wouldn't, it was kind of harder for me to think of any other reason, you know, why it would change, but yeah, with me. Shows what I know. Yeah, um, it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Then they started yeah. off that way. I was and like, fooled you. Right. Like, you think it's going to be a beautiful day all day? Nah. nah. Yeah, not so much. Then the skies change, like, oh, all right, <laughs> we see what this is going to be. Exactly. So, um, yeah, and I'll be honest, I was kind of stressing a little bit because I hadn't, I hadn't watched really anything all week. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, like, I hit Redbox the other day, knowing that I hadn't seen anything and there wasn't really, I wasn't sure what I was going to watch. So, uh, I went to Redbox because I had to buy one, you know, one of those rent one, get one right. type coupon things. So I got uh, Grace and Sonic because I know she hadn't seen it yet because uh, I took York to go see it. Yeah. And uh, she's watched it, I think, a couple of times now. She loved it because it, I, th- I noticed while I was watching it the second time and watching it with her, it was kind of a different experience. Not necessarily because it was on a smaller screen, but mm-hmm. it it made me think so if you don't <laughs> you won't know because i guarantee you haven't seen it because your daughter's older but they made a woody woodpecker movie mm-hmm. on netflix um grayson loves that movie it's got uh timothy odmanson who's who most people would know if they watched uh psych the tv show he played lassie or lassiter um then really nobody else anybody would know uh but yeah it's it's fine it kind of gets annoying after a while but it's fine um she loves that she loves watching what that woody woodpecker movie and so when i was watching sonic i noticed some similarities i'm like Mm -hmm. oh yeah she's definitely gonna like it because he's it's a bluish cg character that talks running around causing havoc. Right. That's, yeah. That's that's a she'll love it. And then of course she does. She really enjoyed it. Um but then I also I guess we kinda get into it. It is kind of my I guess it is my turn. <laughs> uh the movie I rented that I'm not as that I thought, okay, this is definitely not one um this is definitely not one that I would want to go see in theaters mm-hmm. um but i'll red box i already knew that like i already it's like all right cool that's what i'm gonna do so i rented uh the rhythm section with okay. uh, blake lively because i thought this would be a great you know uh red box action movie it's not one i it's not one i really want to go see in theaters and so i had to wait a while because it uh it uh it did take a while for it to come out 
onto uh, Redbox because it was they're still trying to do the you know rent it for however much. Um, so basically, it's a woman that seeks revenge against those who catch the pun here orchestrated a plane crash that killed her family. Yeah. Yes, pun score. <laughs> um, yeah, it's bro. I was bored. For an action movie, there wasn't too much action. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm like, um, is this a drama, I guess? Because it's not, it's not, whole, it's, it's, there's not, and it's just, yeah, I was kind of bored with it. Yeah. Um, but get this, okay? So for Blake Lively to get in her character, she had eight months of defensive driving training, exercising, swimming, and climbing. For what? There's. She didn't do much. <laughs> did she not know how to swim before this movie? I'm just. <laughs> this is some special swimming they had to do. Yeah. Was, was there like, special swimming? There was minimal swimming. Wow. Anyways, um, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. So what happens is, so Blake Lively plays. Um, plays uh stephanie patrick who whose parents died in a plane crash and uh, turns out it was a terrorist plane crash someone you know crashed the plane yeah um and so she meets up with a reporter she ends up you know her life goes to hell she becomes a prostitute uses drugs she becomes a cliche Right. Jude Law is also in this and basically says that you're nothing, basically you're nothing special. You're, you're a cliche. You, you know, you lost your parents, you lost your parents and now you're a prostitute that uses drugs. You're a cliche. I go, I'm like, well, at least the movie acknowledges what the character is. Yeah. Cause that's exactly what I was thinking watching this. I'm like, wow, they really went, they really went all out trying to give some depth to this character. Yeah. So it's like, so I'm like, are they trying to be like Lefim Nikita, where they just take somebody that's, you know, that's that's got some trauma and and then try and build her up to become this assassin? Because it's not, it's like a more boring version of it, it seems like. Right. Um. So, well, first she thought, so the character first thinks that it's, an, it was, that the plane crash was an accident, but it turns out it was deliberate, a deliberate terrorist attack. And so uh, she meets up with a reporter that's been investigating the plane crash and everything, and then he ends up dying, and she has to hunt down leads to mm-hmm. find people that can help her, and then she then becomes like, then that person ends up, he's like ex-CIA, who's uh, played by Erd's, uh Jude Law plays that character that's trying to help train her to become this person and then seek revenge. And then, um, and then, uh, Sterling K Brown's in it for like five scenes. It's not even a cameo, but it's, it's very, very small part that I'm sure he probably shot in like one to two days. Like right. he, yeah. And I was like, all right, I don't know why he would want, I don't know why he's in this. I mean, they could have gotten anybody, but, Maybe I guess it's a nice, nice, easy paycheck during the uh, during hiatus. 
Yeah. More than likely. Um, or he owes him a favor. Yeah, that could be. Uh, no crying, though, so I was kind of surprised. Proud of him. <laughs> he right. wasn't chewing and smacking gum like it was in Predators. So, I haven't seen that. Oh, man. Consider yourself lucky. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, it's it's apparently based on a novel, which it probably should which makes more sense because it's it's not as actually I mean it's it seems like it's almost done in the style of a book that just kind of goes on you know it doesn't really emote all the action it probably should right. like I think it's a great trailer movie if you watch the trailer you're like oh yeah this is great and then you're like that's all I really need to watch yeah I think that's fine I don't think she's bad in it I just don't think they I just don't think they gave her much to do it's just there wasn't a whole lot of action in it right and so it was misleading yeah it just kind of seemed like it just kind of plotted along and it just it it had like the best of intentions and just didn't succeed in my opinion I was was definitely kind of disappointed yeah so I wasn't expecting it to be like an amazing movie, but I was expecting it to be at least entertaining. And I wasn't inter- really entertained. I was just kind of bored with it. And so, right. yeah. Um, let's see here. I think this came out in January, so it's probably not going to have a fairly accurate. Let's see here. Budget was $50 million. Um, opening weekend, $2.7 million. It Grossed five point four million dollars. Wow. So yeah, it definitely lost money. Runtime of one hundred nine minutes. So it wasn't even a long movie, but it sure felt long. Right. And then the second movie I watched was what I had mentioned next uh, last week that I was going to watch. Um, which was uh, never, rarely, sometimes, always. Um, an independent film that I'd been hearing, or I'd read some, uh, that I'd read some uh, good reviews and heard good things about, and how it's this really amazing movie that everybody should see. So I finally got around to watching that, also. Um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, man. The first 25 minutes was tough for me to watch. Really? Just, it, and I don't mean tough like it was just boring or it was just, you know, I was really having to struggle watching it. I mean the material was just tough. So it's pair, it's about a pair of teenage girls in rural Pennsylvania that travel to New York City to seek out medical help after an unintended pregnancy. So basically teenage pregnancy and it's a heavy subject because it's about essentially teenage abortion where this girl basically is trying to have one conducted but without her family finding out about it right so um it is it there's a couple of and it's tough it's tough to watch because i mean you know that it's just acting i mean but performances are really well done <clears throat> but it is 
it's tough to watch because you see her trying to take some pills that maybe you know will you know induce it or you know start something but then she just ends up vomiting them up then you see her like punching her stomach and i'm just like like i'm just like yeah it was like i said tough to watch it is it's stuff like that like you know she's not actually but still you just you get you you get yourself invested in the movie and you're just like you know your your heart starts breaking it's just you know because you you just can think this is probably what people you know some people actually do yeah and it's hard to do Hold on. Hey, can you get my keys? No, listen, you know where the unlock button is? You have double A's by your car seat. You have a pack, four pack of double A's that you brought over. Okay, wait, sorry, but keys. Keys are on the hook where they always are. Okay. Sorry, I'm having to write down the time codes whenever he keeps coming in here. Usually York doesn't bother, but he's wanting to... Uh, Needs double A's. Yeah. Bro, you're in charge of all the double A's. They go in there. I don't know where they go after that. So anyways, he uh so this movie um really tries to show a I don't want to say accurate, but it really tries to delve into the to what these teenage girls are having like one's going for support and the other one's the one that's having it done. They're not like close friends but they become close through this journey right and it shows the struggles they have trying to get to new york you know and from pennsylvania and then once they're realizing it's not something that could be it's not something that could be done in the same day it's got a this is like a multi-day thing and they're having to figure out what they're you know how they're gonna what they're gonna do with their time overnight and stuff like that because they don't have enough money to for like hotels and stuff right but it showed i mean it's uh sydney uh flanagan who plays autumn the main character was really good and your heart just kind of just kind of goes on goes out to her it's her first role in a film and uh she did amazing and then uh talia Ryder. um I guess she's going to be uh, in the new West Side Story movie uh, that's coming out. And she's got a couple other credits, but as her, she did a really good job playing her friend um, in this movie. And it just, it never explains who got her pregnant. Um, you kind of get, you almost kind of get the feeling that she was probably either molested or that it was, a, I don't know. I got the feeling it never, since it never really kind of flat out tells you, I kind of got the feeling she was either molested by her dad or stepdad because they never really got into that mm-hmm. or, um, or by somebody or by uh, probably somebody at work at her part time, you know, grocery store job yeah but it it's 
it's hard to watch. I don't want I don't want to say I don't want to recommend this. I'm just going to say if you're going to watch this, just know it's it's going to be a tough watch. I mean, it's very it's very well done, but it is oof. It it's a rough ride. It is. It is a rough ride of, of beautiful performances. Um no matter what your stance is on on the subject matter, just mm-hmm. you know, as a film, it is uh it's done well it's just man it's tough so after after watching a movie that i was bored with and after watching a movie that was hard to get through but very well done um i needed a palate cleanser or of some kind um and i was gonna watch something last night but then the power was out and so i could have watched something on my phone but i really wanted to see the battery life on it uh, so I waited till this morning and, uh, I ended up watching on Netflix, the half of it, which I had talked to you about, or we, I had discussed briefly when we, uh, posted the trailer for it. So the half of it is on Netflix. It is a super, super cute movie. I would recommend this to anyone because it was one, I was entertained. So yay on that right. one two it is super cute and sweet and funny like it's it's basically a great high school movie high school rom not really even a rom-com but just uh it, it harkened back to like your 16 candles and your your say anythings um that where they were just fun and there was humor and just wanted to rewatch it again Right. Uh, it it was kind of like that. It kind of reminded me of those kind of movies that I that I used to watch growing up that I really enjoyed, and that would I would probably rewatch again. So the half of it, it is uh, came out just a couple days ago. Um, it's an hour and forty four minutes long. It is about a shy introverted introverted Chinese American straight-A student that finds herself helping the school jock uh, woo the girl they both secretly love. In the process, it teaches the other the nature of love as they find connection in the most unlikely of places. So, essentially, it's about a guy that, or a girl that's been writing papers for everybody. But But it's funny, I like it how they do it, because they in the beginning it kind of shows everybody in like choir or whatever. And it just shows, uh, next to her character, it shows like a little blurb. So-and-so pay $20 or something like that. And then another person, bloop, $20, bloop. (laughs) So it's her handing out basically papers that she's written for other people in their class. Gotcha. So, and they're basically Venmoing or cash apping or whatever. <clears throat> mobile payment system, I guess. Her the money. And uh, so she she befriends this guy who's very simple, I guess is a good way to put it. Very simple but sweet. Um guy named Paul who, you know, basically is chased trying to he's like the second string tight end or something like that, uh, on the football team. So he's not even starting he's like second string 
he falls he falls for the quarterback's girlfriend and he wants to pay Ellie Chu the main our main character wants to pay her uh to write a love letter kind of so kind of like a Cyrano de Bergerac kind of kind of thing and they uh so she needs the money to help pay for bills at the house um they basically run the local train station in their small town and so it's just her and her dad and so uh so she agrees to it so she could help essentially um pay for some of the bills she charges the dude fifty dollars to write love letters okay i was like man that's a good that's a man i wish i could could have made that kind of money in high school <laughs> right <laughs> i was like all right <laughs> but uh i'm also wasn't as smart as she is um so he so then the girl the uh <clears throat> excuse me so the girl they're riding toward to aster flores played by alexis L- lemire uh, starts writing back. So they start having conversations via letters until eventually, uh, you know, they, and by they, Paul really doesn't do much okay. except read the letters he gets from Esther. Ellie does all the writing, the communicating, and so they kind of both fall for the same girl. And, you know, Esther's not just, you know, just the uh, good-looking, popular girl. She has other stuff going on. Her dad's the pastor of the church in this small town. I want to say it's in Alaska. I'm not, they never really say what state they're in. Mm-hmm. And it's like this, it sounds almost like a made-up um, Sasquatch-Hamish or something like that. I was going to look it up, and I never did. Anyways, uh but they, uh, so, you know, it's a small community, so everybody knows everything. And so she obviously has some, she has a lot of pressure being the preacher's daughter and have to be with the, you know, and everybody, want, you know, because she's the pretty popular one, everybody wants to, wants her attention, but right. she wants something different from what everybody else wants. Like I said, it's like a lot of the 80s movies you and I grew up on. Yes. <laughs> kind of same type of thing, but it's but this is done so well and it's such so cute to watch. I just and watch it play watch it play out, excuse me. I really enjoyed it. I I could not recommend this movie enough. I would easily watch it again. I think your daughter would, might like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what she's into, but it's it would definitely be a good one for like her age range. For okay. sure. But it's also one, like, just you and I, I'm like, we could watch and still enjoy. I mean, it's just really well done. It was written and directed by Alice Wu. Uh, Alice Wu has only done one other movie called Saving Face, in which uh, it's about a uh, Chinese-American lesbian and her traditionalist mother that are reluctant to go public with the secret loves that clash uh, against cultural expectations. 
and that movie's from 2004, so it's been been a while. Yeah, it's been like 16 years. Um, so the uh, director Alice Wu studied computer science at MIT and Stanford, where she received her bachelor's and master's degrees. She actually left a job designing software at Microsoft to write and direct her first film, Saving Face, wow. which premiered at the Toronto and Sundance Film Festivals, where it was acquired and released by Sony Picture Classics. So, all right. I'm not sure what she's been doing in the 16 years since, but um, you could tell these movies are personal. Yeah. Which is what makes the script, you know, work. And the characters really stand out. And, uh, yeah. And I love it because it is, it is definitely something that's not, that's not being, it's not a kind of movie that's being shown, you know, being really, uh, that's out there right now. So I like that. That's fresh. It's a fresh topic or a fresh point of view. There we go. It's a fresh point of view. And, uh, yeah. So, big fan of that one. So, yay. I was very happy. All right, man. All you. <laughs> All right. A um, couple of movies I tried to watch but didn't finish. Um, of course, I was going to try Frozen again. But I decided, you know, it's just not for me. <laughs> it's just not. Okay. But um, I was going to watch The Oath, which is uh, starring Tiffany Haddish and... Ike Barinholtz. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he wrote and directed the movie. But I got about 20 minutes in, and I was just like, no, I'm, it's just not working. Okay. <laughs> like, the jokes were, weren't landing. I mean, basically, it's supposed to be a um, black comedy where a family is kind of politically divided. And um, after Thanksgiving, the U.S. government is asking the citizens to sign a loyalty pledge. And Ike, the character, is pretty much against it. And... From what I could tell, he might have a family member that's for it, but I didn't get that far, so I don't know. Um, I don't know. I may give it a try later. Okay. Maybe it's the wrong time, but I just know that day, I just, it just wasn't hitting. <laughs> okay. Um, I did watch the 2009 Tekken movie, which, you know, story-wise, not much to it, but it was decent action. You know, I give it that much as far as the fight scenes. It was pretty interesting. Um... I will actually watch the whole thing. It's more like a guilty pleasure action movie. Oh, so. straight up. That's what those are meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's but, uh, exactly what that's meant to be. Yeah, so it was, it was entertaining. Got me through. Um, let's see what else. I think that's as far as the two I didn't watch and then the one that I did. And then main movies, I did watch uh, Brian Banks. It's... Um, a movie I was going to watch in the theater, but I kind of had a feeling that maybe not a theater movie, one you can just watch at home. Okay. After watching, yeah. I mean, it wasn't... I, I, I would have enjoyed it in the theater, but it's not one you had to see in the theater. It's more like a higher-budget Lifetime movie, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so it was released at the uh, L.A. Film Festival September 27th of 2018, and then last year in August it was released... Uh, 99 minutes long. The director is Tom Shadyar. I think that's how you say it. Had a budget of 10 million, and but box office wise only brought in 4.4 million. Uh, stars 
Aldous Hodge, who recently we saw in the movie The Invisible Man. Yep. And then uh, Greg Kinnear, uh, Sherry Shepard, and Melanie Libbard. Uh, basically, it's the story of Brian Banks, who was a high school football star. Uh, at the age of 16, he decides to, uh, with a classmate, uh, Kenesha, to go to this hot spot in school where all the students go and make out. Uh, while they're down there, he starts hearing voices of teachers, so he just basically bails. He just leaves. He's like, you know, yeah, I'm out, and just leaves her standing there. And as a result, I guess she was embarrassed by it, and she decides to say that he, I'll just say sexual assault. I won't use the word. Um, she did it mostly because she didn't want to admit to her mom that she goes down there and makes out with guys. So she said, well, no, he forced her. But um, to get to this location, we have to pass through a hallway where there's like classrooms with open doors. So if you're dragging someone, someone's going to hear you. Yeah. But, you know, for the time, <clears throat> it was her word against his. They believed it. And at 16, he gets tried as an adult. So while he's in court, the lawyer he has suggests that he takes the plea deal, which they say, you know, the worst thing that happened, you'll probably get probation, no jail time. You'll be good. He takes the plea, and instead of just probation, he actually gets an 11-year sentence. Oh. Six, yeah, six of which he has to spend in prison as an adult, and then five probation. So while he's out... Um, he's currently work, he's playing for a was it, um, Long Beach City College, playing okay. football there because, you know, he's trying to get back into football. He's out. He's like 27 years of age now. He's lost a lot of time, but he still keeps in shape. So he's trying to play football to get that chance. But while he's doing that, um, he's in Sacramento. They pass a law that says all parolees have to wear ankle bracelet. So with his ankle bracelet, you got to stay within L.A. County can't go within 2,000 feet of a school or a park. So that means he can't play football anymore because he plays for the college, so he can't do that. And he can't get work because once people read his background, you know, they're like, no, sorry, can't hire you. And um, he does have one job where he's delivering equipment, and his parole officer calls him and says, what are you doing? He's like, you're near a park, so we're just delivering stuff. We're going to be done by two hours, and now you need to leave. He's like, but if I leave, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get fired. He's like, well, you're either gonna get fired or get put back in jail. So he leaves. So there's a um, law firm in California, the California Innocence Project, mm -hmm. and what they do is basically work with people who are either in jail that are innocent, and they try to retry the case to get them out. Um, the issue he runs here is his case has already happened, and they say, well, in order for him to get his case reopened, he has to write a plea of habeas corpus to get the California system retry his case. So in order for him to do that, he has to introduce new evidence. So kind of like at the beginning of the podcast where you're like, oh, just by law, I have to let you know that you're recorded. So Kanisha reaches out to him on Facebook. This point of the movie, I was like, man, why? you know, he responds. I'm like, why would you respond? You know, I'm all into the movie, kind of forgetting it's real life. But he does. And so he gets an idea where he gets somebody to help him out, where he can try to get her to confess on camera that she lied and he didn't really rape her. And, you know, it's cool. Video works out great. But uh, Greg Kinnear's character asked him, so did she know that she was being recorded? And he's like, no. So, well, see, we can't use it now because California law 
someone who's being recorded has to be notified. So it just they couldn't use it in court. And um, but it's um, you know, it just kind of shows you how you can be in a situation where maybe you didn't do something, but somebody can just say they did it and it just ruined your life. And it was it was it was well acted. Um, I'm glad I watched it the way I did instead of in the theater. I mean, I still would yeah. enjoy it there, but it was a cool at home movie to watch. Uh, the performances were good. Uh, I was, you know, like you could be in this situation. It's like you just gotta watch what you do around people, and yep. you just never know what's gonna happen. Um, but I did some little research on this because he did eventually play in the NFL after all this. You know, he did get his name cleared and everything. But he didn't play long. It was like a couple of seasons with a couple of teams, and yeah, you know, like they played for the Falcons for a little bit, but then that's about it. Um, but overall, movie was entertaining, interesting, um, sad, you know, yeah. like innocent and had his life ruined just because the person didn't want to admit to their mom, like, hey, yeah, this is what I do, and you know, yeah, I'm just. Got to be careful out there. <laughs> so here, you know, into, I guess, real life stories, you know, it's an interesting movie to watch. Pretty much all the movies I've watched are based on real life. I've enjoyed, you know, like uh, Open Waters, Bombshell, like that, you know. Extraction, you know. These right. <laughs> Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, you know, yeah. your, your biopics. Yeah. Um, the next movie I watched was um well for that I, I did finally watch Dolomite is my name yeah um I, I really enjoyed that like it just it just just watching the movie everybody seemed like they just enjoyed themselves they were oh, having fun they had a blast yes um I think my favorite out of it was Wesley Snipes character yeah like it was on screen I just I was just enjoying it I, I hated that he was no longer in the movie but um there was a part where he was shooting a scene outside by a car when uh, Eddie Murphy as Rudy Ray more yeah. fighting. He actually looked at the camera and was like, really? I, I, I don't know. I just bust out <laughs> laughing at that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it just showed, like, you know, during that time, it was hard for black comedians, musicians, filmmakers to even get their stuff played, listened yeah. to, watch. And he just did whatever. He did. You tell him no, man, we're going to find another way. You know? <laughs> Started off trying to sell his music. They weren't trying to hear it, so they're like, all right, let's go out of my trunk. <laughs> Recorded in a house, a live performance, and, you know, sold it out of his trunk, got the attention of some high, big wigs, and they put money behind them, got into movies, and, you know, just he wouldn't take no for an answer. He was going get, to get his stuff out one way or another. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But um, I will only thing, it did seem like Eddie Murphy was doing, I, I kept hearing Donkey and... You know other characters. I didn't. I couldn't hear Rudy Ray more because I'd, I'd seen like Petey Weestraw older movies during the time when I probably shouldn't have been watching it. <laughs> but You're right. But um, you know. But other than that, it was just fun movie, good way. I mean, you could see he was definitely influenced by him. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, it was real enjoyable. I'm glad I finally got to watch. He it. was amazing in it. Yeah. He was amazing. Yeah. I definitely deserved all the award nominations that he got for sure right. and then yeah, uh, 
the guy, the homeless guy he based his character off of, I was like, man, he would have been good playing the character because he had the voice and everything, but, you know, Eddie Murphy's got the talent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was that was enjoyable. I was glad I finally I got I hope to- he does more roles like that. Yeah. You know, gets back to that and out of the out of the Disney spectrum. <laughs> Still under contract with them? I have <laughs> that- no idea. They might still have his soul. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess he had to do what he had to do at that time. Yeah. No, no. It's nice to see him here. Yes. No Dr. Doolittle or Potty Daddy Mansion or Pluto Nash or any of that Norbert. Yeah. <laughs> any of that nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Um, so next I watched Little Woods. Okay. Uh, this movie stars Tessa Thompson, Lily James. And they play sisters Ollie and Deb. Uh, The movie takes place in Spokane, Washington. And uh, Tessa Thompson's character, Ollie, got in trouble by doing a drug trade at the Canada-South Dakota border. Okay. And so she was in jail for a a while and got out and she's on probation. So at this point, she's maybe like a couple weeks out from finishing her probation. But the dilemma is the house they live in belonged to their mom, and mother was sick. And before she went to jail, Ollie was taking care of her mom, getting her medication, and that was basically keeping her alive. And I guess when she got locked up, that's when mom died. So they're close to losing the house, and they were able to work out a deal where they can pay 3000 of the money and um, to hold off from them taking the house, and then they can split the rest amongst payments. But the thing is, how are they going to get the money? So she has to go back to doing the job that pretty much got her in trouble the first time. And um, it's, it's well acted. It's directed by Nia DaCosta, who's actually going to be the director of Candyman Remake that comes out later. Oh, okay. So that's one reason why I was interested in watching it. This is her directorial debut. So this is her, fir- this is her first movie. And okay. I, Candyman will be the second feature um but yeah i mean you're just looking like you know ali tessa thompson's character doesn't want to sell drugs anymore she's done with it she doesn't want to do it but the only way that she can save the house is to go back into it uh she's got plans to to leave to kind of do her own thing get a job and uh but her sister who's already got a child who gets about seven or eight years old finds out that she's pregnant but she doesn't want to keep it so uh, she's trying to find a way to where she can take care of that. And it just so happens that on the job that Ollie has to, to deliver his drugs, there's a clinic that will help her sister take care of her business. So he's like, well, Ollie's like, well, yeah, I'll, I'll do this job one last time. Then she takes her sister, you know, to take care of her situation. Um, but, it, you know, it's well acted. It's um, more drama performance piece. It's not a lot of action here, so if you're not really yeah. into a lot of dialogue, you know, a lot of folks might not be interested in. But um, it was it was it was good. I mean, that's all I can say about it. It was a good movie. I'm interested to see how well Miss DaCosta does with Candyman. So I feel like as far as the dialogue and everything, it'll be good there. And uh, direction-wise, that movie's in pretty good hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but um. Oh. 
that's that's as far as my movies. Um, okay. Yeah. As far as it's uh, 105 minutes. Um, as far as box office, it was only able to do 150,000. I don't know if it ever went to theaters. Right. But currently on Hulu. Okay. And um, yeah. It's a uh, production company is Neon, same one. Oh yeah, did. yeah. Yeah. So they, they they got some pretty good movies under there under their umbrella. Uh, it was released on April 21st, 2018 at the Tribeca Film Festival. And then in the U.S., uh, April 19th of 2019. And then May 16th of 2019, it got released in April. I mean, Australia. Um, but yeah. Cool, cool, cool. That's all I got. Okay. Um, there's a couple on Amazon Prime I'm going to try, try and watch this week. Actually, there's another one on Netflix. I'm going to try or one or two. Um, but on Amazon Prime, they've got their South by Southwest um, mm-hmm. film. They got a few of the South by Southwest films on there. Okay. Um, I'm curious about watching The Cat in the Wall. Um, it's uh, Cat in the Wall is a heartwarming tale that presents a pivotal moment for Britain, uh, the housing crisis, gentrification, Brexit, and a Bulgarian uh, migrant family fighting uh, their increasingly xenophobic working-class neighbors in a London council estate. Uh, An apparently ownerless cat, which has had enough of the heated atmosphere, uh, barricades itself quote, in the wall <clears throat> requiring the residents to collaborate. Huh. Sounds interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. So It's like an hour and a half long, so I want to give that one a whirl because that sounds like probably the most interesting out of the ones. Uh, and then, like, they've got, like, four four or five feature wings, and I want to say, like, probably, like, 12 shorts, and most, most of the shorts aren't, like, you know, aren't like a typical short that's like probably 20, you know, 30 minutes. Most yeah. of these are like 15 or less. Okay. Um, so I'll probably check out a few of those too. And they'll report back to you about it next week. Um, let's see, what was the other one on Netflix? Give me just a second. Because uh, they had a couple that came out. Obviously, I'm going to want to watch the Hollywood series. Um, Ryan Murphy's Hollywood series that dropped on Netflix. I just haven't got there yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that Dangerous Lies, the one with uh, the girl from Riverdale. Um, and what was the other one? Do, 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 do. Trying to find it. Oh, there's Never Have I Ever, which uh, Mindy Kaling uh, produced that I'm interested about. Um, looks interesting. That's the show, right? No, it's a movie. It's an hour and 45. Okay. I think. From what I uh, remember when I looked it up. Um, yeah, it was only like an hour and 45 minutes long. So, um, yeah, let's see here. Uh, no, it is a season. You're right. My bad. I thought it was a feature length. Shame on me. Yeah, someone was telling me about work and uh, said it was interesting. I watched the trailer. I was like, okay. I'm going to check it out, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, there's a couple on Netflix that I'm thinking about checking out. Um, and then, uh, then the one on Prime, and then go from there. I'm not sure what's coming out. Uh, Redbox this week. Hopefully, yeah. something actually entertaining. <laughs> um, but uh, as far as trailers, um, the only two I could find. Uh, there's a Michelle Obama documentary that's dropping on Netflix um, in two days on the 6th called Becoming. So uh, that would probably be interesting. And then I saw Hulu's got one coming out uh, May 8th called Spaceship Earth, which is also a documentary. Um, Curious what that's about. (laughs) That's about it. Um, Yeah. Um, there is a movie that, if you just want a dumb, dumb action movie, not dumb action, an action movie that's entertaining, that's you really can just just put on. I saw the Den of, Den of Thieves. Um, oh, yeah. got added to Netflix with uh, Gerard Butler. That's I found great. that one. In, that one was entertaining enough. I'd I'd probably I, watch that again. Yeah, I caught that in theater. That was pretty good. <laughs> I think I caught it at Red Redbox or something, but yeah. I watched that. Was I enjoyed it more than I thought it would? Yeah. Um, for looking for, <laughs> if you're looking for something that will actually be entertaining, watch yeah. *In the Thieves*, not the rhythm section. <laughs> so I'll there take, you go. I've seen *In the Thieves*. I probably just skip out rhythm section. <laughs> you, you should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You should definitely. You sh- you should still rent cats though. You should um, still rent cats. Okay. I've been eyeballing. I'm like. Not ready yet. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Maybe we'll see how this week goes. <laughs> uh, well, you never know. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's it, man. Um, trying to think. I don't think we got anything exciting going this week. Hopefully, no more power outages. Right. Uh, that would be nice. And uh, no, we got uh, murder hornets now. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Like, okay, mate, what you got? Mate. Yeah. <laughs> we see your we see your West Nile West Nile Zika virus and we raise your murder hornets. <laughs> One job, just come in and be cool. <laughs> it's like a it's like a horrible Roland Emmerich disaster movie written by like my son, written by like a nine year old. Right. So what can we do to these humans next? I would just send them some murder hornets. <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's do. Let's see. Let's do a virus. Mommy, what's like that thing that's like that people get every year? The flu? Yeah, but something different. Yeah. All right. We're just going to call it. What are you drinking? Corona. All right. Coronavirus. All right. We got that. Let's see. <laughs> but I need to do something else. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, April's coming. I like tornadoes. Tornadoes. <laughs> um, let's see what's next. Let's see. What does this label say? Do not drink bleach. All right. President says ingest bleach. Let's see. What else can we do? Um, <laughs> right. Just picking random stuff. Uh, ooh, like something like a big orange, but yet red, and they kind of fly around like a hornet or something like that. But they got to come from like overseas. So, um, but I don't know how they get there. Well, we'll just. That doesn't matter. We'll just say Amazon shipped them or something. I don't know. (laughs) Right. They wind up in Washington State. You know. (laughs) 
But then the only thing that could defeat it is a Sasquatch. I'm telling you. Uh, Tell it's a nine-year-old <laughs> action rolling the Emmerich style disaster movie. Yeah. Jesus. So um, may be nice. Is all I'm trying to say. Yeah. We'll see. Yep. Uh, real quick before we go, I know you're not super Star Warsy. You know. I mean, I've seen them. I've yeah, them. but not. Superstar. That's why I said super. Yeah. Would you be able to quickly rate your favorites? From like your favorites from like, obviously, you know, out of the nine. Oh, like rank them? Huh? Yeah. Kind of off the fly. Most people can. Or at least can at least do that. Yeah, I mean, obviously the bottom is uh, Phantom Menace. <laughs> Three. <laughs> um, you mean like on the fly, like right now? Yeah, man. Why not? Okay. Um, here we go. So, I mean, I have to put the original three at the top. I mean, you know, I guess I'd rank them: Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and then New Hope. And then, as far as the newer ones. Put Last Jedi last, then Force then no 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 wait a minute yeah Last Jedi then Rise of Skywalker then Force Awakens and then out of the prequels pre sequels or prequels um, Phantom Menace pretty much the order that it came out in Phantom Menace Clone Wars and then Revenge of the Sith because Revenge of the Sith really was like okay I could have just seen this one and then the other two eh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care about kid Anakin, but, you know, getting to see Anakin become Darth Vader, even though it was relatively quick, but that's like my favorite prequels. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mine probably wouldn't change much. Um, I don't know. Um, I actually honestly don't even consider the, consider the, uh, <laughs> the, the first three, you know, episodes one through three, I don't even count them. <laughs> like, right. seriously, I don't own them. Yeah. I, they're nowhere to be found in my house, either physically or digitally. Right. I have yet to acknowledge them with either one of my kids. Um, I think my ex-wife showed my, showed your the episode one through three uh, a year or two ago. I think he's forgotten about them by, by now, hopefully. Um, the only the only Star Wars movie I actually own is Rogue One. Oh yeah, I forgot to add Rogue, uh, Rogue One. The, um, <clears throat> Star Wars stories spinoff. Okay, I uh, I've got all I've got all but episodes one through three because I don't <laughs> count them. Um, if I want, although um, we want to learn about trade tariffs, you know, episodes one through three are great. Wasn't yeah, yeah. on a how well trade tariffs work. <laughs> um, Plus has all of the movies now, so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I still would probably, like, I, I still love New Hope. Like, the first, like, episode four is still my favorite. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just because it is the first one and introduces all the characters. Right. I like Empire enough. Like, I get why everybody else loves it, 
I'm just okay with you know, like I I like it. I understand, you know, like I understand, I like it, I respect it, but it's not one I immediately want to go watch over right. and over. To me, it's not the most rewatchable of the. But I don't yeah, know. I've, but I, I've seen the New Hope more because you know they show that on TV when I was younger, and yeah. I, I watched that a lot. <laughs> I didn't really watch the other two until I was older. Um, probably put New Hope, Empire, probably Force Awakens third for me, actually. Um, and then probably Rise. And then, um, probably Return of the Jedi. Um, and then, uh, probably Last Jedi after that. Although, honestly, if we were to include... Rogue One, I would probably, I'd probably put Rogue One between Rise and Return. Yeah. Because I actually enjoyed that, I think, more than a lot of people did. Because a lot of people kind of saw it more as a, you know, if you pick a genre, kind of like how Marvel always picks a genre with whatever, Mm -hmm. I would, um, they would have, you know, probably seen Rogue One as more of a war film than anything. Right. Which makes sense, which is fine. I mean, it's fine. It works, and it worked for the movie, I thought. I just I actually really enjoyed the characters. I was kind of sad it was just a one-movie spinoff. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I would have enjoyed two more movies with those characters. Yeah, but, you know, kind of hard to do that. Kind of hard to do with the way they ended it. Yeah, but I was happy about that. Like, man, it's the first movie that ended this way. <laughs> like, Yeah. <laughs> and I like how they tried to connect it. I mean, yeah, it does kind of... Make the timeline kind of a little screwy, but you know, yeah, it works. I mean, it's fine. The Darth Vader scene, yeah, <laughs> uh, return last scene over and over, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think I'm with you. I, I would at least, if I have to acknowledge the episodes one through three, I would rank them the same revenge, attack, and phantom, yeah. But, all right. I will. I've written them down. I'll post them on our page. We'll cool. see what kind of uh, we'll see what kind of calamity ensues on the <laughs> oh. what people. Watch, being pretty... We'll finally get comments that actually some oh, very yeah. uh, passionate passionate. There you go. Comment section. What the hell, man? How can we not including the Cone Wars? Because <laughs> it's a TV show. Yeah, animated. <laughs> yeah. It, so was episode one through three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's such trash. I can't stand them. Uh, all right. All right, man. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll conclude it there. I hope you have a good week and, uh, we'll end it the same way we began it. May the fourth be with you, my friend. May the fourth be with you. All right, man. And with all of our listeners, may the fourth be with you. And, um, And uh, we will talk to you all next week.